Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Rigore, the Italian football podcast that always makes you feel better because you're not a Venezia fan and I am. So uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi and I'm joined by my cousin who's very happy today, a Fiorentina fan, Giancarlo Rinaldi. It's an absolute pleasure to do the podcast this week, Marco. (laughs) I wish I could say the same. (laughs) But before we get to my misery... Uh, let's start on that high note and and talk about uh, what is potentially a big game in terms of the title race. And you did say on the podcast that Fiorentina lay in wait for all of the title contenders. And today you proved to be the proverbial banana skin for Napoli. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think it was... It was a thoroughly deserved victory for Fiorentina in the end. They played it pretty smart. Um, there was a bit of a sweat in the, the last few minutes, but um, Big Igor at the back had a good, good game, although he did lose. I mean, I think Victor Ozymen is one of the best strikers in mm-hmm. Europe, never mind Italy. So um, he did a great job on him uh, until late in the game when he did get it back to... Three two, but otherwise he's been he's been another player that's really come forward under Vincenzo Italiano. It was great from a Fiorentina standpoint, anyway, to see Arthur Cabral score a nice goal, lovely finish, curled one into the corner. Jonathan Icone amongst the scorers as well. So it was a it was a happy day for for Fiorentina fans, but a a, a dark one for for Napoli fans. Although I thought they overdid it a bit in saying, you know, this is like is this the final blow to Napoli's Scudetto prospects because I actually thought Napoli played pretty well just if mm-hmm. Fiorentina took their chances were a bit more clinical I mean it was it could have gone it was a game that could have gone either way especially first 15 minutes or so before Fiorentina scored Napoli looked like they were going to rack up you know two or three goals and win quite comfortably I thought and it was only really when the seed of doubt was was planted that they they started to look shaky and yet when they got back into it again I thought that this is where you know where the the, the power of the Maradona is going to mm-hmm. is going to get Napoli through because I just thought their will to to win a title probably greater than Fiorentina's desire to finish in seventh place or whatever but that didn't prove to be the case but I, I don't think it has to be fatal to Napoli's prospects because I saw enough I think in in their play to suggest that they're still they're still going to be decent contenders I think you know so and and others um, still have Fiorentina to play although not Inter now I think that was out the way for mm-hmm. for them so you know it 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 could be a it could be a but it's, as I say I, to me I've said before Fiorentina are kind of a yardstick that all these title contenders have to judge themselves by. And if that's the case, well, Napoli fell a bit short today. Yeah, definitely. And I, I suppose we, as well, just picking up on what you're saying there, it isn't necessarily the fatal blow because these other teams at the top, as we've discussed before, no one seems to want to, to take the take the ball and run with it, as it were. Um, Inter did win this weekend. Um, we are recording this midway through the Milan game uh, which is still nil-nil as as we speak um, so Napoli could still do it but obviously today today was a bit of a, a bad blow for them and you, we were chatting just before the podcast actually and you made a good point that if if the league was a bit longer then it's actually the teams below that top four that 
could 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 mount a, a surge for the title because they're in such good form. There's you boys, um, and there's also Lazio and Roma who are banging the goals in as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Lazio obviously scored a resounding. I mean, I think people, you know, we know that Sarri's team it takes time for his sort of mm. preachings to to take control, but there there has been a sort of sign. Recently, I would say that it is starting to have its effect. They are starting to score, um, you know, lots of goals. I mean, your favourite Manchiro Immobile banging in, banging in goals left, right, and centre as well. So, you know, they they're in good form. Roma a little more pragmatic, I would say, as you would probably expect under Jose Mourinho, but still, you know, got the job done today, having having gone behind as well, you know, to Salernitana. So, yeah, we seem to be the form teams that Atalanta are the ones we've flagged before that are kind, yeah. kind of in a slump out of that group. But I was looking at the league table today and I thought, you know, if if, if there was a bit more to go, um, these teams would be in the in the best form of the lot near enough. And, you know, they're kind of, it's almost like they're egging each other on to, to, to greater and greater heights to, to get into that European. And it really is having the effect of kind of concertinaing the, 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 the top of the league. So as I say, if I was a Napoli fan, I wouldn't be throwing in the towel just yet because as you see, I mean, I've watched the first half now of Milan. They look like, Chronically difficult for them to score goals against anybody. Mm-hmm. Just now, they don't seem to have the the cutting edge. The Venezia problem. Yeah, yes, that is. Yes, that is. That is. You've taken it. Uh, you, it's almost. It's almost terminal. It's almost fatal in Venezia's case. Um, but it's just. It's a mild affliction with with Milan at the moment. But it's definitely. It's it's proven a problem. I know. I know Milan. A lot of players missing to it. But still, the last few games I watched, they've, they've struggled to kind of create clear cut chances and. That's obviously going to, you know, be a big factor in the in the running as to whether or not they can get across the line and get that title. And before we move on from these teams, um, I do have to ask about Immobile because, uh, as listeners will know, as you know, he's not one of my favourite players, mainly for what he does, uh, mainly for the the difference between what he does in the Lazio jersey and the Italy jersey, and there is no doubt there is a. It's day and night in terms of the difference. But, you know, I watched the goals that he scored today and they were all good goals. Goals that, like the third one was a lovely beat a man and then hit it into the far post that I just know in an Italy jersey he would never, ever have been able to do. So I want to ask you, is he the new Igor Protti? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I think I remember Igor Protti, older listeners I'll remember another man that scored a lot of goals in Serie A but never really got a chance with the national team or couldn't reproduce. It was Roberto Pruzzo back in the day for, for Roma as well. So you do get these players that are good, good Serie A goal scorers and not national team goal scorers. And, this, mm-hmm. and the flip side of that is you do get others who... Maybe yeah. maybe produce more for the national team than they do for their for their club as well. I th- I think though with Immobile, I do think there's a question of the service that he gets. Uh, you know, I mean, I think Lazio's built around him, and so I I, mm-hmm. I thought even watching those goals today, I mean, I I I texted you to kind of provoke you and say, you know, is this proof finally? Will you finally see Immobile is a good player? And I mean, in no. fairness, you do say he's a good player. You just don't like him in the national team. But I, yeah. I think though the service that he got there, I saw Lazzari going down the wing. I think I think he's getting different provision. He's he's a folk, but not that Italy do 
try to make him a focal point as well, but just he's getting a different style of play. And, and the goals he scored today were, were, you know, of differing kinds as well. So it shows that he's not, you know, he's not a no, one-dimensional one right. striker. It's not like he just needs the ball through kind of for him to run on to, which was one of the goals. As you see, the, the last one was a, was a lovely finish. But I think as well, he clearly feels a lot more pressure when he plays for yeah. Italy. And he, at Lazio, it's obvious the, the fans love him. Everybody, you know, believes in him. Whereas when he gets into the national team, I know at least one man that doesn't believe in him. And I'm speaking to him right now. But, you know, you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. I see, you know, you only need to look on social media. And I think you'll see a, a pretty heavy tide of people saying, you know, never, never let Immobile darken the door of Coverciano again. Um, I don't think I would go that far, especially since I'm not sure who you would bring in um, to to take his place. But you know, you do get these, you do get these players, and now he's getting longer in the tooth. He's had a, a long run in the national team, so you know, maybe it's maybe it's better for everyone. You know, he can carry on scoring goals for fun with Lazio, getting them into Europe, winning the Champions League, whatever. And at the same time, Italy can move on and 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 try someone new up front. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, from my point of view, like I, he does score good goals, and I, I genuinely don't quite understand it other than a psychological type of thing. Um, but I, you know, and from a perspective of an Italy manager, how could you leave a man that does that out of the squad? But just touching on what you said there, I think the time has come to say, right, we now are building for the future and use that as this excuse because. He just, for whatever reason, whatever the reason is, he doesn't reproduce at, 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 at the national level, and he's been given umpteen chances and he's blown them. So that's my thoughts anyway. <laughs> I mean, probably he'll be starting against Argentina in the finalissima or whatever they're calling it in June, the most pointless game in the world. But um, I also want, speaking of people that are good goal scorers, um, we've talked about Sassuolo's strikers, the Italian strikers before, who are obviously uh, Scamacca's a, a rival for Immobile in the national team. But arguably the player that's most in form for them just now is uh, Traore, who's been banging in the goals. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, this is a bit of sort of um, buyer's remorse for a Fiorentina fan because you, you may or may not remember about three years ago, I think, Fiorentina were going to sign him as a teenager from from Empoli and that deal fell through and you know watching the form he's been not not just the last wee while but particularly mm. the last wee while um has been has been incredible and it, you know he's I know he's flown under the radar because I think you know he'd, enough people that watch Serie A know he's a good player but just uh, particularly when the national team's been the focus for Italians we've all been looking Scamacca, Raspadori, Berardi you know and, and Berardi's certainly had a, an outstanding season although we'll never forgive him rolling the, no. rolling the ball <laughs> straight to the North Macedonian goalkeeper when it looked easier to, to score but this guy's been, you know, an incredible. I had a little look back to see, it, and since the sort of Valentine's Day or just before, um, Sassuolo played Juve in the Copa. He scored. They played Roma in the league. He scored. They beat Inter. He got an assist. They beat Fiorentina, and I remember it all too well. He scored a goal. He did. 
it maybe doesn't like scoring goals in easy wins because he didn't score in the 4-1 win over Venezia and he didn't score in the 4-1 win over Spezia as well. But then he was on the on target against Salernitana, scored against Lazio and then Today you got two goals. I don't think there's anybody in Serie A in in that kind of in that kind of yeah. form. So I mean, Q um, Traore to Juventus stories in the oh, yeah. in the not too distant future. I'm sure there must be somebody is going to come in for this boy because he's only 22. He just turned 22. Ivory Coast international looks a. My worry is that he leaves Serie A. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He looks. Ready for that? I mean, mm-hmm. I, if I was a, a Premiership manager, I'd be sniffing around certainly because he looks, he looks the right build. He looks the right kind of player. You know where you'd say, "Oh, would I take Berardi out of Serie?" A? Not so sure. Even Scamacca, Raspadori, I think it would take adjustment. Where he looks like the kind of player you could lift him out, drop him in any league. I think, and he's mm-hmm. he's going to go. He's going to go great gun. So as I say, it's it's with a sort of slight tear of regret that I watch him tearing it up in, in Serie A because I know that, you know, Fiorentina had him, but they let him s- slip through their grasp. But that, that was certainly typical of Fiorentina up until recent times. I'm hoping that's a that's one for the past. But I mean, good on him. He's, he's certainly, as I say, the last couple of months he's been, if not the best player in Serie A, then certainly, certainly right up there. Yeah, because actually I had seen uh, Carnivale the uh, see the sporting director for Sassuolo talking about selling Raspadori, selling Berardi, and I I did think you know are they just going to dismantle everything? But they do have players beyond these that that Italian trident that gets talked about so much. Um, so yeah, they they're a team in great form, and I hope they win next week because I think they're playing Cagliari, so it's vital <laughs> that they win next week. Um, Speaking of which, we've avoided it for long enough. Um, let's talk about Venezia and what was yet another 94th minute gut punch to tear away what would have been a good point at the end of the day. Uh, we lost to Spezia last week at the same minute. Uh, I think we've let in six, five or six goals after the 90th minute in Serie A. Uh, so, and that's... You know, if we hadn't done that, we'd be much higher up. Well, certainly we'd be out the relegation zone. So, um, uh, yeah, it was. It, I don't know if you saw the game at all. I saw the I saw the highlights, Mark. I have to say, it did look like Udinese had more chances on on what I saw. And, and my old hero of of the Bruins, man, Pa, made a couple of good saves and a couple of a couple of kind of. Blunders, yeah, a yeah, couple exactly. of blunders, is, a couple of blunders as well. But you know, it's hard not. To, I mean, it's hard not to feel sorry for all these teams that are down at the bottom because they seem to do plucky things. Salernitana were ahead, Cagliari were ahead. I mean, I know you won't care that they all got overhauled. You'll be quite pleased. But um, you know, Venezia found themselves back in the in the game, and then you know, um, just uh, to lose it. At that point in in injury time, is hard. I mean, I would have felt the same, well, not quite the same level of despair. But you know, at Napoli, the game went on for five minutes into injury mm-hmm. time as well. You know, if we'd have finished up with a three three draw, although that would have been a creditable result in Naples, it would have still been heartbreaking. So when you're fighting for survival and every point's vital, to lose to lose a goal 
lay on. And, and I know usually, Marco, in these situations, there's controversial circumstances. Um, I mean, was that surely that wasn't the case again this week? It must have been a fair, I'm, I'm a fair well, victory. I, I think fair victory for Udinese. <laughs> really, <Not> really. <laughs> I know it's it's astonishing. No. I mean, Udinese, yeah, they had the better chances. But actually, after we equalised, they looked like they were happy with the point. So that's why also, you know, they were sitting back and we actually had chances to win it. So that was annoying. But it it featured one of, and I, I watched the highlights. I put myself through the highlights <laughs> on uh, YouTube to see if they included it and they didn't. But try and catch it somewhere. Uh, the Udinese captain, Rodrigo Becau, who scored the winning goal, uh, had a piece of play acting that would put Rivaldo to shame because uh, after a corner, Modulo and him were sort of walking off talking and he actually leans into Modulo's head and then jumps back and throws himself on the ground as if Modulo's head by him. And the referee saw it all, knew it was nonsense, but he didn't even book him. And it's just like, I mean, when there's a, such a, a clear attempt to cheat, Surely you have to get a book. A book I, I, I don't, but I, I mean, the sad thing is that we see that week in, week out in Serie I mean, I don't know. We saw, I think it was last week, you had the, the, the hand that touched the face of Vlaovic yeah. and he, uh-huh. he went down. And you just, that's not, I mean, it sounds like a bit sour grapes from a Fiorentina fan there to pick out Vlaovic, but you could pick out almost any player on, on any team because the moment a hand goes within the vicinity of the face, they go down clutching their face. And that... He, this, was a, this was a step further. This yeah, was no, him actually uh, moving Making toward, the contact. <laughs> making no, that the contact. Is, that is impressive. That, that is impressive. Although, again, even tonight's game, we saw Salimakers try to win a penalty by kind of yeah. reversing his behind into the <laughs> into the player behind him and then throwing himself forward. I, that I call that doing a quadrado because he, he, <laughs> he is a genius at it. But, you know, so until, unfortunately, I think until players get penalised for that kind of thing, they will try and do it. You know, we see it more and more. We, the, the, I mean, let's not even start on the shouts for handball when it goes into yeah. the penalty box anywhere near them. But that simulation still doesn't get punished, even... Uh, as you're highlighting the most blatant examples of it, with, with comedic acting, yeah. really, you know, it's I mean, embarrassing. It, is, it, it must be embarrassing. It is, it is embarrassing when they when they play it back. But the thing is that why would why would they ever stop doing it if they don't get booked for it? Yeah. You know, they they'll never they'll, they'll never give it up. I don't think. You know, they will keep they will keep doing it because however embarrassing it might appear when you watch it back again or hilarious or appear on social media, if you get it one time in a hundred, it's been worth it because you've never been booked for it. You know, I mean, yeah. as I say, yeah. so if there's no risk of getting punishment, why not? That's, that's unfortunately the case. And, you know, it, it hard that it then came up to, to bite Venezia on the bum and, and when he scores the you know you could yeah, I mean could he probably wasn't going to get sent off you could almost fair, you could almost guarantee though that that would be the case that whoever's <laughs> at the centre of the most controversial <laughs> moment will pop up and score yeah. that and score that sickening goal Ah, uh, well, but as we said, all the other teams have lost as well. So somehow we still survive and it's still in our hands and we still have that game against Salernitana, which is going to be the big one. Although actually, I think, as I said last week, Salernitana 
look to me to be playing the best football of any of the four teams at the bottom. So that won't be an easy game for us. But next week, of course, is the big class of the Cugino, uh, Cugini uh, between our teams. But sadly, there won't be an episode you're of the recording pod. Chickening out, I know. You're leaving the country <laughs> for fear. You, you've lorded it over me earlier in the season and now when you know when you're coming to Florence where we're in the best form of our lives you're you're fleeing the country to avoid you it. know that's not what's going to happen Jigs. what's going to happen is that we are going to win Venezia will win and I won't even be here to be able to talk about I it would, that's, I, that's the you, you know thing. I mean I'll, I'll I'll talk to myself about it and then in disgust, <laughs> I'll do. I'll, I'll impersonate you and 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 lord it over myself as a sort of split personality. Yeah, no, that is just unfortunate that you actually have to have some fun uh, for a change. And, and go, I mean, and obviously yeah. that will be like the 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 high point of your of your break will be will be winning that winning that game because we yeah, we do absolutely. have a we do have a history of liking to give Venezia. Points and and also you know the, the funny thing about Fiorentina, which was pointed out today, is that they do do better against sort of the the top teams, as it were. Yeah. Where where the game's more open, and that's not. I um, hope I'm not offending Venezia by it because you were thoroughly. Well, no, you were thoroughly worth your win over. Uh, you know the win in uh, at the Penzo. I wish I could. No, but that was like a different team. It, it was, it was, yeah, season. no, it was. I mean, and as I say, uh, you know, I would like to find excuses for that, but on the night, um, Venezia were the better team. They had a good game plan. They stuck to it, and they thoroughly deserved their win. Um, but you're right. I mean, the form lines would tend to suggest that, and the Fiorentina at home are are one of the better teams in Serie A. So you know, maybe you are doing the right thing, leaving the country. Yeah. <laughs> and if not. Don't worry, I'll still be talking about it in two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll, yeah, I will definitely give you that opportunity. I mean, I'll I'll lead into that. Don't fret not. If if needs be, and Venezia do get the win, then you know, absolutely, I'll I'll somehow will contrive a way to to wheedle that in. So you know, don't don't miss us too much. Excellent. Well, uh, if if you have enjoyed the episode as ever, uh, please uh, subscribe, follow. Tell everyone about it, rate it, review it, all of these good things that that help us. Uh, But otherwise, we will speak to you in two weeks. Bye-bye.